In response to the murder of George Floyd at the hands of a police officer, donations flooded into the Minnesota Freedom Fund. On their website, they encouraged folks to give to a few other local organizations working to de-police and improve their community. That brought us to Reclaim the Block. Reclaim the Block organizes Minneapolis community and city council members to move money from the police department into other areas of the city's budget that truly promote community health and safety. They believe health, safety, and resiliency exist without police of any kind and organize around policies that strengthen community-led safety initiatives and reduce reliance on police departments. Reclaim the Block is community-led and stands for building a strong community where Black, Indigenous, people of color, immigrants, and LGBTQ folks can fearlessly thrive. Go visit reclaimtheblock.org and donate. Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Yes, a Stripper Podcast, my favorite thing in the world to do. It is still quarantine time. I am still in my bedroom, not in the studio, but it's been really interesting not being in the studio because we've been able to connect with more strippers in different parts of the country and even different parts of the world. And, you know, before I was doing Yes, a Stripper podcast, I thought I was very connected with the stripper community because I'd been a stripper for 17 years before we started, 18, before we started this podcast. <clears throat> and um, I realized one day that I wasn't very connected and I wasn't doing enough to listen to the stripper community and what they needed. And the way I figured that out was by literally getting called out by dozens of strippers on a post that I made on one of my Instagram accounts at UP artists, which has over 180,000 followers. And I pretty much got dragged that day on that post, um, about being tone deaf to strippers and the discrimination that they've been dealing with online and just in general for a long time, even though I was myself a stripper. <clears throat> I also learned that I'm privileged. I was a privileged stripper which is another reason why I was tone deaf. And I had several people comment to me and basically tell me how it is. And my response was, please tell me more. Help me give you a voice. And I'm telling you this because I want to encourage you to take a step back and listen, really pay attention to people who are calling you out and ask yourself why especially if it's done in a semi-respectful way. Um, because we don't know everything as human beings and we don't know everyone's perspectives and we don't know what we don't know. And so I think it's really important to listen to people, especially people who are in the shoes. Um, for in this example, it would be strippers on the ground in the clubs working in environments that weren't as good as mine for so long um, and not really understanding the scope of the dangers and the bullshit they've been dealing with. Um, so one of the things that I did from that post is I reached out to several people and I DM'd them and I said, please teach me, tell me more, and please be a voice. And one of those people is my guest on this show, 
who has become a very dear friend of mine. We've not met in person yet. I think maybe once, but it was for two seconds. I'd like to introduce our next guest on the show, Nova Kane. Can you say hi to everyone? Let's unmute you. There you go. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hi. I'm Nova Kane. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for inviting me. That's, it's such yeah. an honor. Yeah. I mean, I just adore you. I adore you back. <laughs> I know. Um, do you remember, like, did, did you know, I mean, obviously you remember how we, how we officially like met and started corresponding, but did that like really stand out to you? Like the way we kind of came together? Yes. Yes. It, it was on a time that a lot was happening to me in the strip club. Yeah. And I wanted to speak out about how it's not all glamour. It's not all pink ponies and glitter shits. It's, yeah. I always say that when I go into a pole studio and I see all those poles, they represent coworkers of mine that have passed for different reasons. Yeah. And some of those reasons could have been so avoidable. And that's the environment I work in. It's yeah. not so glamour. It's real life, life and death. So I wanted to speak out on that. And yeah. you gave me that voice. Yeah. And very happily. I was so happy to do that. Um, I don't know everything, you know. Yeah. Um, and that particular post was about the shadow banning of all of the pole dance hashtags globally. And it was in the summer of 2019. Um, and you guys made a really good point which is like oh you poor you you can't share your pole dance videos we have been invisible for x y and z amount of time do you want to elaborate on your feelings of the pole community's reaction to being shadow banned versus what sex workers have dealt with way before that yeah it was kind of like we've been shadow banned in real life since <sighs> yeah. ever right um they muted us by shaming us in studios, by shaming us in real life, by pushing us away from communities that would have helped us blossom as people, just like they had the privilege of, of doing. Uh, I experienced that time and time again, no matter where I was, studio, work, real life, love situations. Once you say you're a stripper, they change their attitudes their posture, their way of speaking to you, the way you interact with people, you're watched. So I've been shadow banned way before it happened on the internet. And then you go into the internet and it's just a reflection of what's outside those doors anyways. Once you look up on the phone, it's the same thing. But now everybody's getting shadow banned. Now, the pole dancer that has never even gone to the strip club is getting as shadow banned as my ho has. And I always say that's karma. That's karma coming back. It's, yeah. you know, you shadow banned us in life, mm -hmm. in studios, mm -hmm. in ways that if you didn't shame and actually said, yeah, I'm not a stripper, but I work out like one, you know, I'm, I'm a badass like one. I'm, I'm a strong like one or whatever, you could have completely changed this, what's happening right now. You guys work like, work out like us 
and it was your voice that could have resonated to people and helped people understand how strong you have to be to pole dance. Imagine doing it to pay the bills. Right. Um, and you muted us. So now karma's muting you. Right. And that's pretty much what I said. Right. And I, I understand the idea of like karma. I almost see it as karmic energy because, mm -hmm. um, I try to have compassion for the, for the whore phobic. I do because here's why, because we have been integrated into a patriarchal society from the moment we've been born. And if you're, if you're dealing with whore phobia currently, it means you're so far entrenched in the patriarchy and the societal system that's been built around you that you're brainwashed and you see no other way out. And, and that hurts others and it hurts the individual who's dealing with whore phobia. And here's why. <laughs> because when you get attacked, whatever way, verbally assaulted, sexually harassed, you have no idea why it's happening to you because you don't dress like that and you don't act like that. The fact of the matter is you're, when women will always be harassed because it's okay to harass sex workers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know, think and so women know better, but they don't. Even the, the girls that come in the strip club to, ah, yeah, yes, girl, they be touching all up on my pussy, all up on my nipples, yeah. like trying to move the thong. Yeah. I had a girl try to finger me. <sighs> you would think they know better, but they're just as bad. Well, I think my theory is that they think that because they're women and we're women, that it's okay. Yeah. And it's, it's just so okay for you to touch me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And so I've actually, have you had to school somebody and have you done it in a compassionate way or not a compassionate way or maybe a little bit of both? <laughs> I'm a compassionate person. I'm a kind person. But if you touch me, I'm going to touch you and it's going to hurt. <laughs> gotcha. No. <Yeah>. <laughs> You, you can, <laughs> you can, you know, try to sabotage me verbally and I'll go back and forth and in a compassionate way. Mm -hmm. I have the mother gene, mm -hmm. but once you touch my body, it's done deal. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Not you. You can touch anything. I give oh, you right now. snap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Totally for free. You know, that's such a good, that's such an excellent thing that you just did right there because like that is the definition of consent, right? Mm -hmm. Like just fucking ask me first. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I had this, this so I experienced um, sexual assault from a female customer in the ladies room at Jumbo's clown room one night. Um, and she was a friend of one of the dancers there that night too. So that's a situation where you're like, you ought to know, right? Mm -hmm. So we're in the bathroom and she starts like grabbing my ass and rubbing my hair and like literally like hugged me without me asking me, put both of her hands on my ass in front of all these other women in the bathroom. And I like turned around and I had to get slightly physical because I had to push her off. Of exactly. Me. We were dealing with drunk people. So they're yeah. very aggravating without even knowing. So that's why I'm yeah. always like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I went and told the bouncer, I was like, out, kick her out. out. Yep. 
and then he went and they found her and they like kicked her out and my dancer friend at the time was like furious with me that I had done this that I had had her kicked out mm-hmm. she's like well that's my ride how am I supposed to get home now and I'm like she just assaulted me in front yeah. of all people thank you letting them know that it's okay to touch you like that that's right. why I'm so ooh, I'm just when it comes to my body, I'm not as compassionate because I don't have that is my boundary just right. because I'm in a thong. I could be completely naked. It doesn't give you the right to touch me and mm-hmm. you should know better. I'm mm-hmm. a complete stranger to you. You don't know what I got. Right. You don't know nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing about me for you to think that you can touch me like that. So, I mean, this is because let, let's break it down if you don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. You know? So I, they were in, not in our clothes. Cause I've also been grabbed on stage by females and, okay. and, and men, but mostly the females are, are the worst offenders, but is it, so we're naked or almost naked in front of people. So do, where does the message, and we're just theorizing and philosophizing here. Where do you think they get the message in their head? Oh, that person doesn't have clothes on. It's okay for me to grab them. Patriarchy. Right. But like where, like what, what I think also the, the, the message is that people think that just because we're strippers that we are like addicted to sex and you have to tell it is. time. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. That's, that's, that, that's literally what it is. They yep. don't understand that this is a job just like you work okay. at Apple or what have you. Right. I work here. Because yeah. I'm talented at what I do, but it doesn't mean that I want to get fingered 24-7, bro. Give me some space. I know. Totally. Yeah. I think you just really hit the nail on the head. Like, because I'll be dancing sometimes and people, because like, I'm always like, ah, every time mm-hmm. I'm dancing, right? You know, <laughs> oh, have you not seen me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> titty nipple twisting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like cocks in my mouth like uh, I titty slap people I titty slap people so I hear them I can hear customers going oh wow she's like she's like a sex freak or she's oh she's a she's a bad girl I hear stuff like that I'm like you have no idea how like chill and nice I am like I'm I'm not some sex freak I'm not trying to have sex with you right now I'm just pretending like I want to have sex I'm doing my job rather well. <laughs> if you yeah. think that I'm turned on. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'm turned on, but most of the time it's just me. Right. Just trusting myself and getting money out of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that's, the th- so how do we get them? How do we get people, you know, besides having this amazing podcast, obviously, how do we get people to, to really open their eyes to that? That like, no, we don't want you to grab us. No, we don't want to fuck you all the time. Yes, we, this is our job. And after, when I'm done with work, I go home and eat dinner and go to sleep like everybody else does at their work. Mm-hmm. How do we get them to really understand that? We need like we a social media camp? Sh- yeah, we need to be visible. We need to not be shadow banned. Yeah. We need to raise the standard as well. That's what I always say. Uh, when I worked in Daytona, they were like, oh, Novocaine, why do you take it so serious? And why this? And why that customers? And I always said, because I want to raise the standard on the way yeah. people think about strippers and sex workers. I am a highly educated woman. I have a great resume to die for. 
<laughs> and I'm a stripper. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's we're there's nothing wrong with that. I make plenty and I'm using every single degree that I went to school for. Right. Aesthetics, therapy, film, audio, all of that is music. It's artistry. It's how the person sees you. I seem I try to be I try to give you cinematography, even if you're not even watching me on a phone or nice. Yeah, you know, I totally get that. So I want to give you a full show that is well thought out of, but it comes naturally for me. Yeah. And I'm, that's it. I monetize out of it. So what I'm using my education to do what I want the right way, the right way for me and look what it's done to my life. Right. Right. So visibility is very important for to take away ignorance because they just don't know we're not seeing so how do they know about me how do they know about you if we're not being out there i know i'm so shadow banned right now on the queen of sexy i've been i don't even hashtag yeah i don't hashtag either i've been shadow banned for like maybe six months i've stayed i've gotten a hundred followers in the last six months like i just it's just sitting there still so can we ask the privilege of folks who are not shadow banned to help us out? Yeah, I mean that's when the ally yeah. goes out. Like you can be a pole dancer, not a stripper, but a stripper ally. What are you gonna do? Exactly. And I I think Yeah. And so okay, I'm so glad we're um brainstorming. In, and everyone gets to listen to this brainstorming <laughs> session. So it's like, and someone's brought this up again, and forgive me if it was you, um, that, that we really need to encourage the entire, like collective pole dance industry to really step up and like put a stamp on the origins of pole dancing and then take a stand for who we are and who we've been for the community. Yeah, this is definitely part of your job. You don't want to be shadow banned, then take the shame out of it. And this is your, you put the shame. I wasn't ashamed. You were though, you were ashamed of being compared to me. And you rather give this amazing thing that's changed your life, your sensuality, your femininity. It it helped you find who you are and then you give it to the man. Yeah. And not the women that helped you spread your legs and be able to do it and understand how empowering that is, that I can open my legs and nobody will touch me. Right. And everybody will go, wow, or what? (laughs) They're reacting. There's our reaction. And us doing that helped you be able to do what you do in heels and garters and sexy clothing and yeah do it for your man or our audience or whatever it was your job to be the greatest of allies and now is your time to step your pussy game up with that 100 percent. yeah i mean so we talk a lot about the divide between strippers and pole dancers on this podcast um and i know that you firsthand have experienced a lot of atrocities in the pole dance studio. And I'd also like to preface this statement with, um, and cause I want to ask you about your experiences, but um, I've not seen that on the level that I've heard you talk about in like California. 
um, which is where I spend the majority of my time. Uh, so I, and I, I'm asking this because I wonder if it's like a cultural thing based on like the leaders of the community in your area, because I know who they are. Um, or if it, if it like really varied from studio to studio or, so I want to kind of know some of your experiences that you feel comfortable sharing. And then also, why do you think it was so cray in Florida? Florida's different. Let's be real. That state is hella different. I love it though. I love Florida. Don't get me wrong. We have the coolest of cool, but we always have like, we're all crazy. <laughs> we're yeah. all crazy. That's what it is. Like, <laughs> good, bad, middle. We're all fuck, fuck wild yeah. <laughs> in Florida. Um, I think that not only is it Florida, it's also, we're still the South, mm. Mm. so we have that kind of thinking. Um, and yeah, when you are a star performer, somebody that people look up to, people will mimic your reaction to things. Okay. Especially if they want to look up to you or they see you as the head leader of, the, of whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel, depending on the leaders, depending on the students, mm-hmm. the the environment, right, right, yeah. So if you have a very open teacher that is pro stripper and puts that culture in there, then you have less ignorance, of course, or lack of knowledge, lack of whatever, and then if you have somebody that's very stringent on wanting to separate and divide from us, then that's what's going to rotate in their minds. And that's what they're going to aspire to as well. Yeah. It trickles down from the top. Your influencers. Yeah. That is a word. That is some, that's a job Mm -hmm. that people have made millions with. Mm -hmm. When you have that power to influence, you have the power to influence. Right. And I think that's pretty much the answer for that. Okay. Yeah. So you've experienced a lot of discrimination and rejection from uh, several studios, right? In Florida? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a good one though, right? Apple Jelly Studios by Amber Bright. (laughs) By who? Ember Bright. Ember Bright. Yes, she is my mama. I just was working there before the virus, coronavirus hit, and I had to, you know, not work uh, and make my own virtual something. So I can still survive. Yeah. But Apple Jelly Studios, I came in there and they loved that I was a stripper, that I was a stripper. They love how I spoke. I, they love that I was like, oh, that's too much. You better wear less. Like, are you mm-hmm. going to take that off? They love my classes because I teach how to dance. I don't really teach you tricks. I can teach you tricks. I know plenty. But i rather teach you how to find your, uh, your movement, that way yeah. that you seduce yourself so you can seduce others. Yes! You know, it's a fine-tuning kind of job. And... I watch my students and everybody had a different piece of advice that I gave them. Yeah. Even though we're on the same class, it, I would just be like, Hey, I think 
you really got something with this part of your body. I saw you dance with it. I saw you connect. And I want you for next freestyle or wherever, I really want you to add to that and create something different from that. And then I would go to my students and it would just completely change them. Yeah. And then once they got that, that uh, then I would switch it all up <laughs> and then give them some kind of, now we have to switch poles every 20 seconds. Yeah. Not, but it has to be a show. Right. You know? Yeah. And they love that. They gave me an opportunity to show people that I am teaching empowerment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is to be a stripper. At least to me is to be empowered as the most feminine that you can yeah. be. Oof, girl, you're killing me right now. Also, <laughs> have you, are you reading my class descriptions, my workshop descriptions? Cause I literally say, learn how to seduce yourself so you can seduce others. Because if you're not filling yourself 100%, then that energy isn't being produced to get the result that you're looking for. Exactly. You need to feel yourself 100%. I think that I, I haven't read your workshops, but except for that intensive that you did in California and I was crying that I couldn't go because it's California. Don't worry, girl. It didn't work out. There wasn't enough takers. It's fine. <laughs> LA is really hard to sell workshops in. Oh so my God. I, they're never getting the offer again. Trust. You hear that LA? Never <laughs> again. All do right. it virtually. Let's get together. Do it virtually. Okay. I will... You know what? That's a good idea. I didn't even think of that. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll sex Academy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to talk about sex Academy before the, before this episode is over. But, um, but what were we talking about just now? Oh, workshop descriptions and you were, you, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is our job. I yeah. mean, <laughs> that is yeah. to seduce. And obviously, you have to learn how to seduce yourself before you can seduce anybody else. Totally, <laughs> totally. That's why I teach mirror mirror exercises. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're very awkward. I know. I always te I'm teaching a student of mine to... I don't even want to say. <laughs> well, because I've had such bad reactions for myself, I kind of wanted to infiltrate the competitions uh -huh. with somebody that wouldn't get shamed. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm training her how to represent me, but uh -oh. also <laughs> learn how to be a showstopper and teach these people that look down on me before and show them my talent like I want to yeah make sure that people see that I am a talented human being and I can teach you how to bring that talent out of yeah. yourself too yeah and get little Novocaine's little please more Novocaine's I am obsessed little metals with your work <laughs> you are such an incredible performer um so I want to talk about that a little bit you do the most amazing leg quaking from the front with a sneak through hand from behind and it taps the pussy so fast girl I died I was like I'm dead I died that's called my <laughs> pussy twerk that's a great name thank you these oh. are my cha-chings oh my yeah these are my cha-chings so for those but, of you who are just listening, Nova Kane is popping her boobs up and down just with her chest muscles. 
Say say something so the video switches. Start talking and try it again. I can say things, and these are my chit chats. Yeah, they're bouncing. Oh my god, it's so cool. I could. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I teach it. I teach it. You gotta squeeze this part right here, right? Yes. I'm just getting so, started. Squeeze, yeah. squeeze, just... squeeze. Love it. Okay, I'm gonna practice. Check me and in this, here. This helps too. Oh, tight with the hands in a mm -hmm. namaste position, shoulders down. Squeeze. You're kind of activating your pec muscles, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it's lifting the tits. Okay, I'm gonna practice queen. You check in on me in like a year because I want to get really good. Okay. Um. So I wanna I wanna ask you when you're doing all of that really cool shit and you're in the you're in the zone, you're in the flow zone, and you're performing. Like, what is that? Because I know what it feels like for me, but I want to hear in your words. What does it feel like when you just you know that you've captured everybody's attention, all eyes on you? They're eating out of the palm of your hand. You're having the time of your life. What is going through your head? What does your body feel like? <laughs> Most of the time, it just feels numb because when I first finish, that's so funny. People always ask me, how do you feel? And I always go, I don't know. Always. I'm just, all the floodgates come yeah. of emotions that I don't even know how to articulate it. And I'm yeah. also panting like crazy because I just gave it my all. Yeah. And then once I calm down and I can breathe and I sit there, it just always reminds me of the times that I was bedridden and doctors told me I would never be able to walk correctly again. And I'll always have chronic pain. And I always have a, I told you so mm -hmm. mm -hmm, kind of pride feeling that I not only can walk, I can fly. I can grab the attention of everybody in the room. Mm -hmm. And I can shine bright in a well-lit room. Yeah. <laughs> I so, just feel pride, pride. Just yeah. Pride. I'm exhausted. I'm turned on. I'm just fuck yeah feeling. It's, it's yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. So tell us about why, why you were told you would you wouldn't be able to walk again. Do you feel comfortable telling that story? Yeah, yeah. yeah tell us everything. It's the reason I'm Novocaine. It's the reason I even thought Novocaine would be a good name for me. Mm. Um, so when I was in the military and when I was in the army, I fractured my femoral neck bone, which is where the femur connects to the hip. Yeah. So right here. Uh -huh. I had a really bad stress fracture. So the, the bone opened in itself. And it healed with a sharp point on both sides. Mm -hmm. So now it rubs the it rubs nerve dam nerve and muscle. So now I have nerve damage and muscle damage, and also bone damage from the stress fracture. Because once you stress it again, it comes back. Okay. Um, they told me that as long as I was walking, and they told me that every time I walked, it was high impact on my hip. Mm -hmm. so that's why it would always hurt when I I would step on it because mm -hmm. I, I I was 21 walking like a penguin mm -hmm. it was just like ow so they discharged me because obviously I can't deploy and I had just a bunch of scar tissue because your body's always injured right it's always rubbing it's always rubbing so it's always making scar tissue yeah um 
And that's what was my problem until I started pole dancing. (laughs) (laughs) And it gave me a way to find cardio that's low impact because I can pull myself up Mm -hmm. and still have that cardio and still work my legs. Mm -hmm. So the aerial part of it just was like my magic pill. Right. And then the stretching part of it was like the syrup that coats it in. Yeah. (laughs) And helps it go down smoothly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the twerking, it's another way of uh, cardio for my actual cheeks because that's where the the scar tissue is. So when when I twerk, it isolates it. It's a workout. It warms up everything and I can literally feel that scar tissue breaking down (laughs) and then with a stretch I can move that heat yeah of course (laughs) right because when you dance it feels good right yeah yeah (laughs) I am laughing because I've seen you make these posts like or tell me you've even told me in messages like um, stripping keeps my body feeling healed and stripping keeps my body feeling from being injured. And I was always like, yeah, wow. like, yeah, that energy is empowering you. And it's, but just now when you broke it down about how your body is actually working for you through the movement, that's why I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat because I'm like, I understand you literally mean that stripping and sex work has is keeps your body doing well because it breaks down the scar tissue i had to learn how to dance the way i dance right now like i'm in bars and i'm like using it as like yoga blocks (laughs) yeah i just call it like ho yoga slash dancing oh my god slash contortion slash therapy yeah for myself so you can tell what hurts the most in my body if I'm giving it extra attention. Wow. You're literally doing self, like physical therapy at work on stage while taking your clothes off. Yeah. And I monetize out of it. I had so <laughs> make money while you do it. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I told you what can what else can I do? I cannot sit for too long. Scar tissue builds up, right? Everybody's hips hurt after sitting. Imagine having a disability through chronic pain and arthritis and all that stuff and sitting for that long. Right. It's a death sentence to me. Yeah. A stagnant body to me is a death sentence. I end up in the bed with my legs up in the air with a hip this size, the size of Kim Kardashian's ass. (laughs) And I don't want that. That's not normal. Right. Um, (laughs) my bad Kim I love you (laughs) her ass is pretty tight though yeah but when you have one Kim ass yeah yeah. normal ass (laughs) now that would be different yeah you look like ball sack (laughs) so um yeah I it was just I have to strip I have to even if I'm not stripping in the club I have to do some kind of stripping to keep mobility. I don't know how my future is going to be, but right now this is what it is. And I'm taking it and I'm writing it and I'm loving it and I'm teaching other women to do it. And hopefully that's, yeah, you know, my input in the world and my input into my community. Yeah. 
What were you doing in the military? You were in the army? Yes, I was doing logistics. What does that mean? I don't know anything. Automated logistics. It's ordering parts. It's ordering things for deployment. It's ordering things for mechanics to be able to fix Humvees, etc. Okay. So I was just like this. Yeah. And they still discharged me. I had a desk job in the military. Uh-huh. I worked in the motor pool. Yeah. Logistics office. What do you want, Sart? You want this part? Okay. Yes, chief. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't even do that. Wow. Okay. And then, so how did you discover after you were discharged and you were, you know, healed enough from your injury to start dancing? What, what, how did pole dancing come into the picture? Okay. Well, I was a stripper before the army. Um, a few months. And that was the first time I ever saw pole dancing. Of course, me too. Yeah. But it was like pole dancing, a show of crazy splits and drops and wow, pleasing tricks. So it's not just like, oh, cool, you did a jade. It's like, oh my God, you just got into the rafters, twerk fucked it a little bit and then jumped out of that into the pole and then what and turned me on and now there's rain everywhere yeah she means money yes yeah for civilians who listen to this we need to help them sometimes yeah oh i'm sorry (laughs) rain sex where were you was it like miami where were you oh i was in orlando oh okay and Dancers Royale. That was my first club. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. And I saw this crazy shit and I couldn't do it. And then I joined the army and then I came back with a disability and my friend told me to take a class at a bar and I did and I super sucked, but I liked it. Yeah. And I understood that, I mean, I'm a smart person. So I was like, oh, okay. This doesn't aggravate when I walk. This actually okay. Is okay. 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 So just kind of like... Well, remember, I'm in wheelchairs. I'm in in um, ting tings. <laughs> That's what they call me. Crutches. In crutches. Yeah. Ting tings. Uh, I, ting I prefer that over crutches. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, because in the it. army, you can hear the ting ting. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. So they used to call me ting ting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, I got all the things. The so ting-ting. I would be in wheelchair, crutches. I would have. Um, Oh my god, a cane. Mm -hmm. A cane. I had a cane. And um so it kind of just changed into a pole. Right. Wow. So that I I found the, you know, and when you have crutches, you have to like really pull yourself up. Yeah. You can't just like lay on it. You have to pull yourself up. Yeah. 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 When you're in a wheelchair, you have to have good posture. You have to still move. And when you have a cane, you're still putting that pressure up away from your hips so you can step yeah, right because totally. they the doctors teach you how to do this totally. the right way so train the body to think as the pull as the cane yeah and of learn course. how to be yourself of course and then i became novocaine <laughs> yeah amazing such a good wow i didn't know all of that it's so fucking cool thank you seriously yeah um, I want to know about Sex Academy. What's the inspiration? Tell us what exactly it is. Sex Academy is a pop-up 
studio and strip club. Okay. Uh, I'm, I still haven't figured out the strip club part yet. Okay. So, like, I'm still debating. I'm, I'm overthinker. You know, us creative people were like, oh, no, scratch that. Yeah. <laughs> no, scratch that. So that's where I'm at with the strip club part. Okay. If it's going to come out, it's going to be a badass motherfucking pos- like pussy popping game shit. Like, ugh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It has to be like that. Two cocks on the face. I love that move. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from somewhere. <laughs> Hashtag inspired. Uh, but Sex Academy came really easy for me because I never got to teach in studios these kind of things. The stripping off the clothes while pole dancing, the stripping off the clothes on the floor work, the using the walls, using your paintbrush sets, which is what I call your pussy and your starfish. I call it your paintbrush. So you know that you're painting and it connects my wording to your vagina and what I want her to do. Oh gosh, you're blowing my mind right now. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I never really got to give a whole spectrum of what it is to be a stripper or how to work out as one because I work out like this. Right. So I just wanted to teach women how to strip, have a workout, build strength and flexibility and freedom of sensuality while creating and persona that you knew you had inside of you and now you get to see her yeah so that's pretty much what sex academy is is teaching you how to whine like a stripper you know the stripper whine yeah totally can you actually i was looking at the names of your classes can you list out the names for the audience so they know yes yeah so peel it off is my pole class this is not a tricks-based class. This is not a choreography-based class. This is a class where you learn how to take off whatever the fuck you put on before class. Okay. And use the pole and use your mouth and use your heels and use whatever it is to get that clothes off. Yeah. Then we have Not Yet Rated, which is a floor work class, uh, but it's also a surrounding class. I like to use the walls. I like when I was in the strip club, I like to use the bars that raise the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that It's more of how can I create a sensual artistry without the pole kind of mm-hmm. class. Totally. So not yet rated. Okay. And then I have stripper wine, which mm-hmm. is how to teach, how to learn, how to twerk, but not really just up and down in those cool ways that other that uh, like the Russian girls do or mm-hmm. um, very African based. I don't okay. stripper wine like that. More is a uh, mine is how to rub on a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stripper wine. <laughs> the the whining that gets you the money <laughs> and everything else you really want in life. Yeah, okay. Okay, give us one more. One more. And then um, Moan It Like You Mean It, which is uh, 
how to moan it like you mean it. You don't want to do all these crazy stunts and look pissed off or look strained. People do look at your face. You have to look like you are having the biggest orgasm throughout your whole set. And a lot of people don't do that. And I want to teach that. You teach it too. I I want to teach it too. It is just something that it's so specifically stripper that I love it. It it really is. It, it really is so, and, and porn star too. Yeah, um, I think it's easier. Sex worker, period. Yeah, this. but I do think it's easier for the porn stars to make the face because they're in the act itself, and so like it just kind of feels because like when I'm having sex, right? Like I'm not I'm not saying like okay, time to make sex face now. Like I do <laughs> when I'm dancing. I'm just like, I'm really into it. Like, yeah, like, ah, I'm so into it. It's naturally the face is being made. Yes, yes. But when you're dancing, you have to like fake that you're yeah. on. It's harder. It's a performance. Right. Like a, like the, the porn star, she might not be really liking what's going on. You know, it might be right. boring her. It is a job. I don't see it as... That every single time she's having an orgasm, I'm sure she's like, oh my god. Right, I'm sure she's not. Yeah, and not to say yeah. that their job is easy. That's not no, what I meant. No, that's what I I'm just, saying. Yeah, I I just mean that. Like it in my from my perspective. Let's rephrase <laughs> it from my perspective. I feel like in the act of sex itself, it's easier to make those faces. Yes, yeah. yes, because you actually have that going on (laughs) stripping is sex work because you're literally humping the air and you're giving yeah yeah, you're giving them a show so they take it at home and do whatever with it so and whatever is gonna be sex work yeah man um yeah we we have to touch on one other thing before we change gears it's what you just said um that stripping is sex work and you're humping the air. Um, something that I deal with that I, that I see is some strippers don't consider themselves or identify as sex workers. And then civilians will say to me sometimes, Oh, well, stripping's not sex work. (laughs) Stripping is definitely sex work. It's even in the, the salt and pepper stripping. Cause while I stripped, I also did sex work. Maybe I wasn't penetrating, I wasn't getting penetrated, but I let a guy sniff my ass for 250 and that's sex work. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's that's adding different layers to it. But right. even in the salt, in the most basic of layers, you are humping the air for money. So somebody can go and do whatever they want with it that memory exactly yeah so yes that is sex work they they're not going home and cooking remembering your stripper wine (laughs) right right they're not like contemplating about how the mechanics of your stripper wine is they're they're stroking themselves exactly yeah so (laughs) you're being their fantasy that they can pay right there, right then, so they can remember for later time. Yeah. Whether it be a single man, a single woman, or a couple. Yeah. They they want you to turn them on. Exactly. But you're not there for shits and giggles. You're right. there to hump, dry hump people for a living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and give them a heck of a show. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I'm glad that we nailed that. Um, it was very important yes. <laughs> to get off of our chest. Whew. Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's Stripper Tips. My stripper tip is to invest on your look. Uh, so many times people have come up to me in the strip club world because of what I'm wearing and how I'm wearing it. So not only are you buying something that makes you feel good and look good, make sure that you are creatively putting it on. So whoever buys the same outfit can never and will ever. So be creative with what you invest in in your look. Get the nails, get the lashes, get your hair. Most importantly, get your attire. Mm, okay. And um, also invest in your talent and your niche. Find what that is and invest in that. So whenever you do invest, it comes back at you 10 times mm. more. And that's when you'll be able to put stuff on savings. So okay. that's what's worked for me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You're yeah, right. Yeah, because when you're, you, nobody was like, yeah, I saved up and became a rock star. Right? They're like, I put my, I put my everything into it. You know, I blood, sweat, tears. I knew that this money was going to come back to me. I am my investment. I am my business and what I do to my body makes me money mm -hmm. and I don't want to make 20. I want to make a thousand. Yeah. So how are you going to change from only making twenties and hundreds to making thousands? Right. And it really is just like a businessman wears a suit. You have to find what your suit looks like. Yeah. So that's my. <gasps> yes, queen. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. You're the greatest. All right. Let's You're the greatest. I know. Thanks. We both are great all right the west and the east we're we oh. or ill but not we 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 uh, we're we're combining for those of you who can't see us our hands are coming together we're joined forever and ever stripper solidarity thank you sister <sighs> thank you too Get ready for our rapid fire question round. It's time for four for one. All right, here we go. Number one question. What's one of your closing lines when selling a lap dance? So you want this shit or not? <laughs> it's very aggressive. Thank you. I don't look like this for no reason. Yeah. All right, next one. What's the sexiest thing you've ever done with a partner? Hmm. Wow. I think like nipple play. I think that's really hot. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nipple play. That's a, and like sexy talk. Like give me. Yeah. A story in my ear while you're fucking me. Yeah. I love how you interpreted that question. Oh, Next, <laughs> <laughs> Not that. that was great. Let me take it back. <laughs> no, no, please don't. No, that's why I say don't interpret the question. Love it. All right. <laughs> Have you ever farted on stage and worried that people sitting at the tip rail would get a whiff? 
farted on stage. No, I go up the the pole and I spin really fast and rip it and then split it down. God, you're kidding. That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm very thorough with my thoughts. So for me, like I've had one like slip out, like I was doing a straddle and it just came right the fuck out. And you're like, maybe when I'm drunk, sometimes it's like. I was drunk a lot at work, so. Same. <laughs> All right, last one. Oh, wait. No. Yeah, last one. A customer asks to suck on your toes. Yes or no? Uh, yeah, you got 500 to spare. Exactly. That is a, a pitch. That is definitely where you go and get that money. Exactly. Anything extra other than me dancing is going to cost you. Right. I mean, it's really not a big deal to get your toes sucked on. No. Yeah. <laughs> suck on it, asshole. Click. <laughs> What else you want? <laughs> yeah. Let's put some add-ons up in here. Oh my god. I feel so fulfilled. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> my darling, can you please tell everyone how to find you and how to learn more about you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Novocaine underscore dances. And, okay. And if you could tell other sex workers, if you could give them a message during this crazy time, um, this is being filmed during coronavirus era, what would you say to them? Stay strong, stay smart, write things down. You are your business, write down your business, uh, sell it to yourself and then create something out of this time where we are shining. It is your time to shine. Uh, Have what people go to a club to see. Now you have the world as your stage. Mm. Think of that and monetize that. Now we don't only get local money. We get worldwide money. Mm. Mm. So shine, shine bright, ladies. Shine in a room full of light. Yes, queen. You are amazing. (sighs) And I'm so grateful to have you in my life. I'm so grateful that I got to speak to somebody that I, like I say to you all the time, I looked up to you while I was bedridden. Mm -hmm. I watched your amazing performances. And for the first time I saw myself in a dancer Mm -hmm. and because of you and so many other instances in my life, but you are definitely an ingredient in that pie. Mm -hmm. I am Novocaine. Uh, and you are one of my greatest inspirations. Thank you for being a philanthropist. <laughs> and thank you for opening your legs so I could open them. <laughs> Anytime, Queen. Anytime. Can't wait to rub them together. Let's scissor when we meet. Let's be paintbrushes. <laughs> Let's start a fire. Oh my God. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes. And to our audience out there, remember that you can join us every Wednesday on Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere that you hear podcasts. We'll see you next week. Yes. Goodbye, peeps. Bye. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Instagram at yes, a stripper podcast. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube at Yes, a Stripper Podcast. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Yes, a Stripper Pod.
Yes, a Stripper Podcast is produced by Mackenzie Mazel, Shelly Snyder, and yours truly, A.M. Davies. Be sure to email any questions or comments to yesastripperpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram at thequeenofsexy. You can also check me out on my website, thequeenofsexy.com. Businesses are struggling lately, and it would be great if you could help this company out. This episode is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. Littlefoot is the missing link between expertly grown coffee and your freshly brewed cup. Each batch is lovingly roasted to bring out the best in each little bean. Check out littlefootcoffee.com to find the best coffees of the season or to sign up for a subscription. Get freshly roasted coffee delivered right to your door.